0: Welcome to What You Missed, the podcast where we tell you about the small details you may have overlooked in the movies you love. My name is Tessa Stroud.
1: And I'm Jacob Peck. Today we're going to discuss Midsommar, a movie released earlier this year by director Ari Aster.
0: This is currently my absolute favorite movie of all time. It's got gorgeous cinematography and tons of hidden messages that I can't wait to share with you guys. Before we get into the small details, we're going to do a quick summary of the film. And just a warning, spoilers are ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend do that first.
1: So the movie focuses around um, our character Danny, a girl who, whose sister recently committed suicide and killed their parents along with her. She and her boyfriend go with his friends to visit their friend's home, community in Sweden, for a special festival they hold every 90 years. The village seems beautiful and peaceful at first, until the sinister truth behind the festival is slowly unveiled.
0: They learn the hard way that this village is really a cult, and their friend invited them there to be sacrificed in their pagan ritual. Danny ends up winning the important title of May Queen, and when she finds out her boyfriend cheated on her with a girl from the community, she chooses him to be the final sacrifice in the village's twisted ceremony. Jeez. Yeah, pretty rough stuff. (laughs) So there's a lot to unpack here. There was a lot of hidden messages. Um, we're gonna start off with, uh, if you've seen the movie, there are a lot of tapestries and ancient like drawings and things like that. Um, and throughout the film, those drawings actually kind of reveal what's going to happen. And of course, the characters don't know that, and they think that it's just like this beautiful like artwork. And I don't, they don't realize that it's actually their fate. Um,
1: yeah, we realized it before. Um and decided to add it into this. But, um, so the first tapestry that we see is the first thing you see in the movie. And it's uh, it looks like the four different seasons. And um, these four seasons really tell how this community lives um, throughout their lives. So the first season um, is explained that it's around ages zero to 18, and that's the spring. And then the summer is uh, around 18 to 35-ish. Thirty-five to, uh, oh, way older. I guess. I guess to seventy-two. Yeah, that's our our main number there. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. But um, and after seventy-two, that's that's death.
0: <laughs> uh, so just to include in there, um, the very last one um, that's showing Winter does have like a skull face in the very beginning, and that is because when you turn seventy-two years old in this strange realm, you jump off a cliff, literally. You literally jump off a cliff and end your life there and begin your last season, if you want to call it that, um, in death, basically. (laughs) Um, So it's just interesting to see, like, that they pretty much tell you what's going to happen from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) No mystery. Even though, like, you don't really notice it. I certainly was not prepared for everything that was going to come my way once i saw that but um that's okay
1: (laughs) and there's um other things happening inside the tapestry as well so you can see the may queen dances and the other rituals that they perform during this entire festival it's uh pretty interesting but you don't realize it at first it's just like what
0: are these crazy drawings there's even a part um when uh christian or the boyfriend is talking to i think the mom or like a leader of the like clan and the girl who is trying to seduce him wants obviously to do so and he gets approved to do so and of course he's not actually wanting to necessarily Um, but in this exchange they do show a bear on the wall on fire and it's just a painting and of course we don't think anything of it until uh, the very end, when we realize that Christian gets stuffed into a bear and is burned alive along with the rest of the sacrifices. So it really does leave hints throughout the entire film.
1: Yeah, it's just you don't really know what to make of it because it's like, what is this?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, another thing that we wanted to talk about, uh, there are dead faces oftentimes in the mm-hmm. woods. Um, some of that is due to drug use, um, they do start doing shrooms almost immediately once they get to Sweden, um, and while they're there, once they start taking drugs, of course the whole world kind Mm -hmm. of is a little bit weird, it lowers their inhibitions, and it kind Mm -hmm. of opens them up to all of the horrors that are awaiting them. Um, so they start seeing dead faces in, like, woods and stuff, specifically Danny. um, and I think a lot of that has to do with like the demons, sort of, that she's fighting by herself since her sister did uh, kill herself and her parents, uh, for or with carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, so I think she sees her sister at one point.
1: hmm Yes, in the woods, uh, there's a distinct image of a what looks to be like a face in a tube in the grass slash trees uh, as they're carrying. Uh, Danny, uh, near the end, and there's faces all over the Mm -hmm. place, but that's one of the most distinct ones that people have seen. Um, But So the drugs that they take aren't necessarily meant to bring out these demons, but uh, I think with our point of view in Danny is what uh, makes it for her to be seeing all these things. She's experiencing a way different... Um, time because naturally that's what the drugs are supposed to be doing are giving you a natural experience of the earth and this community and opening up your mind to um, the different sort of things that they are into I think is why the drugs are mm-hmm. used but
0: but unfortunately since Danny has just went through like this incredible trauma I feel like that kind of works against her mm-hmm. to some extent because she seems to be the only one that realizes that something is terribly terribly wrong with this place up until of course people start dying.
1: <laughs> Disappearing. <laughs>
0: um, another <clears throat> face while we're talking about this, um, she does see her mom at one point uh, when she's doing her May Queen dance. She's like um, running through competing and whatever and all of a sudden she just like sees her mom run by, which of course is impossible not only because they're in Sweden but also because she had just passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a large part of her uncomfortable uncomfortableness, I guess, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) is due to the fact that she's seeing, like, her dead family and things as well. So the trauma of that, plus what has now been going on in this village, like, seeing the people jump from the cliff, has really taken a toll on her.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about that. The people jumping at the cliff.
0: Okay, so like we said, once you turn 72, that's when the community has decided that you are pretty much done. Um, the numbers eight and nine are used relatively frequently in Mm -hmm. this film, um, and we think that a large part of that is due to the fact that eight times nine is 72. Um,
1: and individually on their own, number eight is usually a symbol for infinity because when you turn it sideways, it's that infinite loop.
0: So I feel like that's kind of showing the fact that this community has been going on and doing this for a very, very long time. Um, I believe Danny is looking at pictures or portraits of the previous May Queens, and there's definitely more than a few. And mm-hmm. like we said earlier, this festival does happen every 90 years, Yeah. Um, which means that this had to have been going on for a very, very long time to get more than a few. Um, so I, we think that that infinity sign is kind of the fact that this uh, community is everlasting. It's been going on for a very long time. Yeah, um,
1: it's their way of life.
0: Mm-hmm. And... We see that when um I believe two of the friends that are there are trying to do thesis is theses? theses? Yeah. <laughs> on sci Thes- uh, I'm <laughs> trying to do thesis on <laughs> um
1: <laughs> Don't count me for that. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> uh they're trying to do theses on this community and in doing so, they are told that they're not allowed to use any locations, any names. They're not really allowed to reveal too terribly much about mm-hmm. the specific community. Yeah, um, and they
1: can barely even take photos of their sacred textbooks. Oh, they
0: cannot. <laughs> that is what ends up getting one of them killed because they yeah. tried to take pictures of that, which, of course, we know <laughs> now they would have died anyway, but yes. still. Um, so they're very private, very private, and we feel like that kind of shows how it's trying to stay away from things like that. Like, they're trying to ignore the outside world, not let anybody else in so that they can continue with their traditions. Um, Another thing you might have missed, um, there is a mating ritual that is highlighted throughout this film and um, most of it is pretty obvious. Um, but just in case you didn't notice, there is a tapestry that explains sort of what this mating ritual is and it shows um, maybe four or five little like snippets of what women sometimes will do in order to seduce men essentially give them like a love potion of some form mm-hmm. and part of that includes using their menstrual blood and putting it in the other person's drink uh, there is a part where they're all eating together, and Christian's drink is visibly a little bit darker than everybody else's. And I know some people I know didn't notice that at all, so maybe you did, and if you did, props to you. Gross. Uh, but yeah, pretty <laughs> nasty. <laughs> On top of that, she also puts one of her pubic hairs in his food as well, and he eats that, and that's supposed to also get him to Yum. want to
1: mate with her. Any kind of hair in my food's is gonna make me gag, but...
0: True.
1: <laughs> oh, man. If I just see a curly little thing in there, I'll be...
0: Oh. Ew. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, we also wanted to talk about Danny and Christian's relationship because that definitely, um... <clears throat> progresses throughout the film in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning, Christian feels like Danny is leaning too hard on him with all of her family problems and things like that, and of course, he feels like he's trapped and even talks about potentially breaking up with her until her family dies, and then, of course, feels like he can't. So he's not exactly the model boyfriend in the entire film, um, because throughout the whole time he forgets Danny's birthday, he forgets a lot of things that he should know as a boyfriend. Um.
1: No, Christian's just kind of an all around bad guy. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, he he could spend a little bit more time worrying about uh, their relationship. He's just <clears throat> an all-around bad guy. I don't agree with Christian and what he does, but um, I, they're also on drugs over there, so everything got weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, a large part of their relationship, we think um, their reflections are actually used relatively frequently in the Mm -hmm. film. And I didn't realize that the first time I watched it. Um, But after looking up some things online, I realized that that was a pretty big motif, sort Mm -hmm. of, that he did. He had a lot of shots of, like, people from the point of view of mirrors. And, like, you can see their reflections and things. And we think that a large part of that has to do with Danny sort of reflecting on her life. And, uh... Reflecting on the fact that her relationship really isn't what she thought it was and it's not as good as it should be And we feel like at the very end she kind of realizes that That relationship is not the way to go. Of course, he does end up burning in a mm. sacrifice And that's sort of an extreme way to break up with somebody, but being,
1: being volunteered <laughs> by Danny, so um, But it was between Christian and a, another really peaceful guy in the community. Why should he have gone? <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so the reflections are definitely a very important part of that. I think the last thing we want to talk about, um, if you notice throughout the film, nobody, once they get to Sweden, nobody feels anything alone. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the very first thing was when the older 72-year-old people jump off the cliff Um, once one of them falls, he doesn't die right on impact. And he is screaming, obviously, because he is in pain, because he just jumped off the cliff. Uh, Um, and... Tough to watch. Yeah, it's, it's a rather brutal scene, it's a little bit rough, um, but everybody in the community is crying and screaming along with the man. And at first it doesn't really seem like anything, because it just seems like they're in pain and, like, they feel sad that, like, they're community members are dying or are in pain, as opposed to it being quick like the other person's was. hmm <clears throat> Um...
1: If you would have just jumped head first, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he picked the worst way possible. Um, but... so that was perhaps the first time we felt that, um, later on when Danny finds Christian cheating on him with the other girl in the community, she begins to scream and she feels... sad and, of course, is, like, bawling and... Uh, all of these women start to gather around her and cry along with her. Yeah. Um, also, at the very end, while these sacrifices are burning, everybody is screaming and crying along with her, and I think that's when Danny's kind of realizes that now she's found that family that she's kind of been looking for for all this time. Yeah,
1: it's so. a really interesting concept. Um, just mm-hmm. to feel emotions with an entire community, it's like you're never alone, and it's uh, kind of...
0: Beautifully depressing? Yeah, that was the
1: good phrase.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's um, definitely an interesting concept. Um, I believe that's about all we have for Midsommar. Uh, Watch it again to see these cool hidden messages. Let us know what you think. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to What You Missed, but make sure one thing you don't miss is our podcast next week. Have a great week!